be very delicate. I usually make a horrible noise with that when I... I'm being a good boy, Luke. <laughs> morning. Welcome to Bamber Bridge Methodist. And welcome to our worship this morning. It's good to see you all. And we welcome to lead our service this morning, John North, who is well known to many of you. Um, if you don't know him, introduce yourself at the end and say hello. He doesn't bite much. <laughs> Today's World Leprosy Day, if you haven't noticed, on your way in. And uh, Sally, who's, uh, I don't know what her official, official title is. Yeah, he's going to come forward now, aren't you? Worship Leprosy Mission Secretary and just say one or two words about our Leprosy Mission Day. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. This morning, I want to thank God for health and strength and for those who've been ill, who have been restored. We know the power of prayer and we thank God that we can be here to worship him this morning. I also want to thank God for the work of the Leprosy Mission, the valuable work that's performed by dedicated doctors and nurses whose actions portray the mission's vision of leprosy defeated, lives transformed. The mission was founded on prayer and um, I have got free copies of the Ask 2020 prayer diary and update magazines and leaflets are available for you to read from the display table in the foyer. There are also some copies of Eddie Askew's meaningful meditation books if anyone would like to borrow these and be inspired by what he writes. He had connections with the mission for many, many years. Um, please read uh, the Hospital Heroes leaflet, um, which you will find enclosed with your notices today. Um, any gifts for the mission will be greatly appreciated. Uh, please could you put them in the plate in the foyer this morning. Uh, and if you're able to gift aid, or if any of you would consider um, setting up a direct debit, which does help the mission in its future planning, um, please talk to me after the service. Or if you want to know anything about the work of the mission, um, do see me after the service. I just want to thank everybody who supports the work over many, many years in different ways, through prayer, through donations, through um, providing old postcards and stamps which they uh, can raise funds from. And on the front of the Hospital Heroes leaflet, our scripture reading for today is Matthew 25, verse 40. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sally. Just have a moment of quiet before we open our worship in prayer. Father, as we open this worship in prayer, once again, I want to share with you and all of us the, uh, the things that came out of Three Generate from our young people and the things they asked us to be courageous in. So this morning we pray 
that you would encourage us to be involved in fresh ways of being church and help us to encourage the young people as they find their way forward as to how to be church in the years ahead. And in the words of Psalm 139, Lord, search us, O God, know our hearts, test us and know our anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in us and lead us into the way everlasting through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning everybody. It's good to come and worship God this morning. Um, We're thinking about, as Sally said, the Leprosy Sunday, um, World Leprosy Day, and about the work of the Leprosy Mission. And we're going to sing together to start our worship this morning. Everyone needs compassion, the kindness of a saviour. We have a wonderful God who is compassionate and kind, and he wants us to be the same with everybody too. Everyone needs compassion. Stand to sing.
prayer together. Let's pray. God, our Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning with joyful hearts. We come to praise and to worship a wonderful God, a God who is creator of all things, a God who is awesome and powerful, and yet a God who knows us individually, knows the hairs on our heads, knows every thought, every idea, every concern that we have. You love us beyond our imagining. You are our wonderful God. You are kind and compassionate, and you want everyone to know this wonderful love that you have. We thank you, Father, for all your good gifts to us, for the people around us who care for us and love us, for the food we eat, for the clothes we have, for the homes we have to keep us warm and sheltered. We thank you for every good gift that comes from you. We know, Lord, that we're not always as thankful as we could be. We know that we don't recognize when you are at work in our lives. And we ask that you will forgive us for the times when we've been slow to, to be kind and compassionate to others, when we fail to do what you've asked of us. We know that your love is so great that you are ready to forgive us when we come to you. So, Father, thank you for this time of worship. You are already here, Lord, for you are everywhere. But we ask that you will help us to draw close to you, that we may learn more of you, not just in our heads, but in our hearts, that we may want to follow you closer, want to know you more dearly, follow you more nearly, day by day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We have our first reading now, which Carol's going to come and read to us. And after Carol's reading, we're going to have our offering. Our Gospel reading today is taken from the, the book of Luke. Luke 10, verses 25 to 37. And it's a parable that we're all familiar with. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbour as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify him, himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbour? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and sent him away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by 
on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return I will reimburse you with any extra expense you may have had. Which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Carol. We're going to take up our offering now. And uh, as we've been listening to that parable of, of Jesus um, tells about the Samaritan, the Samaritan offered what he had um, to somebody who didn't expect it. So we're going to take up our offering. And um, Sally, am I right in thinking you want the, the leprosy mission things in a different yeah, if you've got any envelopes or, or money for leprosy mission, it's going to go in a different um, different plate on, uh, outside. But um, if you take, we take up our offering this morning for the work of God in this church and community and in the circuit. Thank you. going to sing again now and after, after this song uh, the children are going to leave us for curios so I just want to before they go because they, they could go out at the end of the, the hymn I'll just say a prayer for them thank you Lord for all our young people and for the teachers who teach them may they grow and to learn more and more of you and your love in Jesus name amen amen let's sing together uh, I the Lord of sea and sky here I am Lord I have heard my people cry.
You know, if it was at New Longton, half the congregation go out now. <laughs> Do you know, last week we had nearly 20 children. 
and we're, there were 45 of us left. But it's, we praise God for the, the fact that, that that's what we've got. I'm, I'm right glad I'm here this morning, really. I haven't been for a long time. But um, this is a well-known story that, uh, that was read to us. And uh, because you know it so well, how many people were involved in it? How many do you think? Well, well, the first one is that you don't know how many robbers there were. So forget the robbers, yeah. (laughs) In the main characters, how many were there? Seven. Seven? Five? (laughs) Shall we just start? I'm glad you would be on this, right? Um, The man that was... The man that was there that got beat up. Yeah, that, that, he's the main character. Right, now, we, we often don't talk about him. Right? Just imagine that man is there. And, and I don't know whether any of you who go on the, the internet, but I went on the other day and it showed a picture of the road that he, was go, he would have gone on. And from Jerusalem to Jericho... It's 18 miles. And it's a road that was on hillsides and in valleys and the right place for robbers to be there. And people took their life in their own hands when they went down that road. But we said, there's a man, he'd gone down there and he got beat up. Now you've only got to read in the paper what is happening in our country we don't beat him up, we use knives now. Okay, he's the first character. He's helpless. Right? That's how he is. I believe that in any incident we can put ourselves, put yourself, and there might be some of you have been at the end of not a beating up but a completely feeling useless worthless can't cope yeah story today is for you because it's not about the people who do it's the people who receive as well and what we offer in Jesus name is that compassion to you we offer that listening ear. We offer to take it, tell, show you where help might be. We hear of so many people, particularly service people, have got disorders because of their war service. We've got mental illness. And what I'm saying is, don't worry that that's your state. Open yourself up to receive the love and the help and the healing that God gives. So that's the first one that's there. Now, who else have we got? Let's see. Oh, the the posh one. The minister. (laughs) The priest. Yeah? He's number two. What do you think of that fella? Because he would be male. He comes and he has a look. And he says, ooh, that's a nasty mess. Oh, let's see. 
I'm, I'm taking the prayers in, in the synagogue today. I can't stop. I've got, I've got to go. And they also might say, well, if, if I touch that, that, that person, even just to see what's wrong, well, I'm breaking the law because it says that if a priest touches anybody like that, they're unclean. So I'm certainly, oh no, I'm, I'm not going there. Church comes first. Let me tell you a little story. I was in digs in Barking many, many, many years ago. And my landlady suffered from migraines. And this particular Sunday morning, she woke up with this really dreadful migraine. And really, she, she said, I've got to go back to bed. So I said, all right. I was a Sunday school teacher. I had to go to my Sunday school class. I got to be there, hadn't I? Do you know, I got I the most horrible feeling when I got home. She was still in bed. There was no dinner. And suddenly realised my place that morning was not at church. That place that morning was staying and looking after my landlady. That priest said, church matters more. And sometimes it comes in the way of us being God's representative. And then who's the next one? He's the Levite. He's the layperson. And he says, well, if, if the priest ain't doing it, neither am I. He was a coward. He was, say, he was using the teaching. He was using somebody else as his excuse for doing something. In other words, he's the man who does nothing. And then we've got the other one, haven't we? The one that Jesus uses as his example. Who just doesn't come and look. Who doesn't say, well, uh, let's see. Oh, he's not the same religion as me. Uh, he's not the same nationality as me. I wouldn't normally talk to him. And it looks a bit awful, and I'm not a trained nurse. He doesn't. He stops and he goes to see. He doesn't stop and say, I wonder if there's any other of them. Am I going to get beat up? His attention was on that person who needs his help. What help? He doesn't really know. He stays long enough to realise that that man is not dead. He's alive. He stays long enough to realise that that man can't help himself. So what does he do? He puts him on his donkey. How's he going to get there? We don't know how many miles, how many of those 18 miles it was, but no matter how long it was, it was going to take a long time, and he's having to walk. 
and make sure that that animal doesn't do strange things and throw the man up. And, and when he gets there, he finds a place. It says an innkeeper, somewhere where he could be looked after. And he doesn't say, well, how long is it going to be? Have I, I, I enough money? He says, look, look after him. And when he goes back to see, when he's on his way back, it, the man's still there, he's not well. He said, it doesn't matter. Next time I'll come, I'll pay you what it's cost you. Jesus asked the question because Jesus was very crafty. He's a politician. <laughs> he answered a question with a question. But this is the question which, which says Jesus, was the neighbour. Where do we read that? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. And your neighbour as yourself. You can't have one bit and not the whole of it. He is loving the man he does not know. He is loving that man who is left. He is trusting the man who was cared for him. And he says, no matter what it's cost, I will pay. Leprosy mission is really, in a sense, answering that question. People who cannot do for themselves, but need others to do the doing and others to do the paying. And that's the challenge. If you come to worship and have a good time, great. But when we come to worship, we come to listen to God speaking to us. And God doesn't speak in theological terms. He talks in simple terms. Simple. Who is neighbour in that story? And the man can say, well, he doesn't say directly. He says, well, the one who showed kindness. But what we've got, we've got to ask, and I ask you to look this morning, to begin with, which one of those characters comes to mind for you that you are in that story? You can be the religious one who uses your religion as the first thing to do and forgets whatever else has got to be happen. You can be a one who uses your religion as an excuse not to do. You can be the one who says, forget all, I've got to see to that person's need. Or you can be the person who has been beaten up and suffering. That's where we start from this morning in what we're looking at. Those people. Because you see, there are those who pass by and keep on walking. 
There are those who come and do nothing. But there are those inspired by the Holy Spirit of God who simply say, as we've just been singing, here I am, Lord, no matter what the cost, I'll do it for you. First part of the message. Mike said he'd only got to be 10 minutes because that's all he can stand. <laughs> Was that okay, Mike? <laughs> but we're now going to see a film. And it's a film of the work that is taking place in a place called Myanmar. Uh, now, Myanmar, according to my information, has a population of 55 million, and it's the 26th largest uh, country in the world. Uh, it's got, uh, it's the 40th in size, largest in size. 90% of, of the population are Buddhist, 6% Christian, and 4% Muslim. Moy Lam Inyain, just take it, that, that's a long word for the, for the, it's the fourth largest city, and their leprosy mission have been active for 126 years. I, I never thought that, that that's how long people have been work, doing this work, 126 years. And uh, they're recognized as a leader in both leprosy and disability care. And the hospital there enables thousands of people affected by leprosy to receive support through reconstructive surgery, mobility aids, and advice on self-care to prevent further disability. So I invite you to just sit back and take in, I don't think it's any more than five minutes, uh, a film about the work of leprosy mission. Thank you, Don. Let there be light, and there was light. Thou can see. God said, Let there be this Molomian Christian leprosy hospital. It's a place that God has reserved for Himself. And He has kept it for Himself, no matter what, that His name will be praised and His name will be glorified. Full stop. You know the first chapter in my family. And whom shall I send? As I said, here am I, send me. Father, that's right. He wants to use me. That's what I said, here am I, Lord. Now I've lived 70 years of my life on this good earth, and now I realize that for the days remaining, I live my life for him. He made me a doctor because he wants to use me as a doctor. It's not sunshine every day. We get disappointed. We need to ask God for strength. If they cry, I cry with them. If they laugh, I laugh with them. I have to remember what God said. I have come for the least of these. I'm not that. I do.
I was diagnosed with leprosy at this hospital. I was so afraid I ran away. Leprosy has badly damaged my fingers, my eye, and I'm being treated for a severe ulcer on my foot. I met my wife here while I was receiving treatment. It's been very hard because my wife's family cannot accept me as her husband. Because of my disabilities, we had to leave her village. I can only get the help I need from this hospital. Without it, I would lose my foot. Without the supportive medical team here, I would have died. I would be in big trouble without this hospital. I would likely lose my second leg. I would lose my job and I wouldn't be able to provide for my family. Without this hospital, we would lose our toes and fingers. We would be outcasts, homeless people. What we are really saying is, without you. Thank you so much for all your support. Please continue to support the work here so it can continue into the future. God speaks to us not just through words but through what we see. But he also speaks to us through his word. And I'm asked now for the reading from James, because that gives us another angle on what we do. The reading is taken from the book of James, chapter 2, verses 14 to 26. The passage is headed, Faith and Deeds. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, Faith by itself, 
if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Amen. Liz is Sultan Hush. I believe it's God speaking to us. The staff that you saw in that picture are following God's call. Dr. Roma, the lady there, she's very much a down to earth person. Uh, she worked in Ethiopia and she realised that God had made her a doctor because he wanted to use her to glorify his name. But when she got to Myanmar in 2003, she felt, like many of us do at times, that God wasn't using her. Uh, And uh, she felt that God prompted her to move to the hospital. But she didn't want to go. Bless her, it says here that when she, when she prayed, she told God, I'm not going there. But when she said amen, she felt so uneasy. She prayed again and again and again and felt God prompted her to go. And that's where we find her, in the hospital. There's a doctor saw who was an incredible man, inspired by Jesus. Dr. Saw explains that because in Jesus God came to live as a person among us, he believes he must go beyond his pride to intentionally be beside his leprosy patients. And this is the bit I like. He laughs and cries with them. He eats the same food with them and carries their burdens. That's being a Christian. And you know what it's like, don't you, when somebody gives you a hug. They don't say anything, but it means that we understand we are with you. He wants to know, this doctor saw, what it's like to be a patient in order that he can provide the best care, that he can counter the people who says 
We're all sinners, he says, made in the image of God. And he's inspired. And the stuff on the wards too, they're also in that category. Do you you see that the, the family are affected by leprosy and their own family have cut them off? What must that feel like? But the challenge really is the word of Jesus. Because Jesus said to that lawyer, you know the rules. You've seen the example. Go and do the same yourself. But you say, John, we, we, can't, we can't go there. We can't go there. I say to you then, but what can you do? Every Christian, every Christian is encouraged to pray. I don't know how you order your own prayer life. It's, it's how each individual does it. But there are lots of aids. I've got lots of different prayer manuals. For, and I don't pray for them all every day. There are certain days when I pray for a certain thing. And the leprosy mission, I have a prayer book. Sorry, Sally, let me ask 2020. You wouldn't pray all this every day. (laughs) But it's a help. It's a help to concentrate what you... And here, we can start by saying a prayer for those who are affected by, but those who offer help and cure for those suffering from that disease. And it might be that we pray for for more people to be there at the hospital just to assist and just to love the people who are there. But then it always comes round, doesn't it? There's always this, if you give so much, it will do so much. Forget that. Let me give you a challenge this morning because I am challenged on this. If I'm asked to give in my poor retired state, (laughs) I can give whatever. Some of you may not be able to. But I can give whatever. And the challenge to me, and I believe the challenge to you, is what does it mean to give sacrificially? Sally has said there are envelopes about. It's easy to put £10 in. But what would you go without and put that money? I remember the time when my brother was told by the doctors he had to give up smoking. And so he saved the money and got the shock of his life when he saw how much he was spending on cigarettes. 
But I don't know what he did with that money. But this is the challenge to anybody who said, I will give up such and such for Lent. But if you take that money, what do you do with it? And I'm suggesting, I'm only suggesting, but I'm challenging you, look again about giving and giving sacrificially. The easiest way to up your gift, we're told, is by gift aiding it, yeah. But do without that extra bar of chocolate when you're going to the supermarket and put the money to helping today, we would say, leprosy mission. But look again at your giving and, and say, is God challenging you that it's become sacrificial? Going more than you know you can. The challenge of today is going right back to where I started. In that story, if we were enacting it out, which part would you be playing? For some of us, it's getting on our knees and saying, we're like the priest and we've made religion the excuse for not doing. It might be the Levite that we said, well, if the church says so, no, we won't. And we have to get on our knees and say, sorry, Lord. But if it's the Samaritan... The question is, what can I do, Lord? Where can I do it? Where can I, my deeds, show that I believe in you? That's why I had the James reading. Or it might be that you're the person who needs to be carried and taken to a place of healing. That's you, whatever it might be. Allow yourself to be carried. Allow yourself to be hooked. Allow yourself to be cared for. Because Lord Jesus Christ, he not only came to save sinners, he came to change people's lives around. We come to celebrate today the fact that we know the Lord Jesus Christ. We're celebrating today that we've been forgiven and we've been given new life. We're celebrating today that we've been filled with the Spirit. And in his name I say to you, let the Spirit lead you. Let the Spirit take you. So that when we meet again, we give God the glory for what he has done to us and said to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you turn now to the uh, hymn, that ne- our next hymn, which is The Church of Christ in Every Age. If you're using the hymn book, it's 415. Thank you, Ron.
Now we come to our time of prayer. In the silence, I ask you to pray that the Christian Leprosy Hospital would continue to be under God's protection, that many affected by leprosy would come to receive the cure and healing. I ask you to pray for Fayo, for strength for him, Mark, Way, and Chit, as they continue to experience rejection by his family. I ask you to pray that the doors will be open for Dr. Saul to further his training. He is currently unable to access this because the Christian hospital is not a government hospital. And pray that God will place it on the hearts of medical people to become staff at the Christian Leprosy Hospital to serve the needs of the leprosy patients. I ask you to pray now for the coronavirus in China. Hourly we're hearing of more people being subject to this virus. Not just in China, but it could be spreading worldwide. Pray for God's protection for people, but pray for God's will offer his control on that disease. We've also heard of another earthquake in Turkey. Many people will have lost everything, including their lives. Pray for relief workers pray again for pray again for good samaritans not to count the cost but to go and help i ask you to pray for our Methodist Church as we've been encouraged to consider same-sex marriage remaining faithful. Pray that God will be there in our discussions and he will speak to us that conference in July, June, July will make God's decision. And I invite you now quietly to to pray for someone you know who needs God's blessing.
the prayer book, we're invited to pray for the family of Joyce Elland, who died on Friday. Also for Steve Lamouton. Hold in your prayers, Anne, Chris, Marion. Three ladies from Welshpool. They were involved in a head-on crash on Friday night. Anne is critical in Stoke Hospital. Think of them and their families. There is space in our prayers for you to pray for yourself. In this wonderful quiet, with just the sound of a little one, we've heard God speaking to us. It might be that you've got to say, Lord, what are you saying? Lord, what am I to do? You might just want to say, Lord, I love you. Lord, we thank you that we can come to you in prayer. We thank you that you will answer according to your will. And just as Jesus said to his disciples, when you pray, say. We join together in the words of the Lord's Prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. So we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Just like to thank you all for coming. For those who've shared in leading our worship. And I invite you now to join with me in singing our last hymn, which is one I found recently in Singing the Faith. But I just love these words, let love be real in giving and receiving, without the need to manage and to own. A haven free from posing or pretending where easy weakness may be safely known. Give me your hand along the desert pathway. Give me your love wherever we may go. Let's stand to sing. Thanks, Ron.
God's blessing with the love of the Father, the grace of His Son Jesus, and the strengthening power of His Spirit. That blessing falls upon us now. In His name, take it and share it with all you meet. In God's name we pray. Amen. Amen. <coughs>